Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Podcast, where this week we'll be looking back at our final home game of the season against Burnley. Lewis trying to get it out of his feet for a shot on goal, which he did. Lucas Dean thumps it, and this will be two. Seamus Coleman heads home after he tossed the shot out. We'll be discussing the impact on our European qualification. He's got Andy Gray in there. It's the goal. And we'll also be looking ahead. To our final game of the season against Spurs. It's a goal! It's there! Jelovic! Jelovic has scored for Everton! Now, in a face for the for the podcast, we've got our first guest on. First guest of all time. The honour goes to Callum Wyatt. Welcome, Callum. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, you're a football coach, you're a football analyst. Uh, and most recently you've, you've been heavily involved in organising the, the massively successful Jack Ryden charity game at, at Prescott Cables yeah stuff was um, stuff a long time to get it sorted but yeah it was um, a real success for everyone involved so yeah we'll, um, we'll speak about that later on but there's more obviously future events in, in the pipeline for that so obviously on, on, on the day and yeah. the, the event was centred around the, the, the cry charity and obviously the, the tragic death of Jack Ryden you, you happen to coach very early on in your career. Uh, tell yeah. us a little bit about about the, the yeah. story behind it. Um, I started first coaching when I was when I was nineteen, and I just obviously got my qualification through through a college that I went to, and I got offered a full time position. So just after that, we done like a, a little soccer camp. So when the schools were off, and my first one, so I was a little bit nervous, obviously getting my own group and stuff. And when I was there, um, this young boy walked in um, with his dad. Um, really shy boy, he walked over and his dad came over and gone, hi, um, I'm Ian and this is my little boy Jack, it's his first time of playing football, are you okay to make sure that he's okay? I was like, not a problem. 
got him involved. I thought Sam sat down with him, and obviously then you put the players into the groups. And luckily, I was obviously the coaches picked to to work with him for the next four or five days in the camp. Um, so I got to know him really well, and you know from the from the get go, he was a player who you know had a great attitude, um, willingness to learn, and just a great kid, and was friendly with, with all the other players, um, throughout and. Over the five days, you could see that this this player had something. You know, each day he got better and better. And all the things you were teaching him, the tricks and the turns and the shooting and all that kind of stuff, he was taking it on board. And you know, by day five, he had an absolute bond of a left foot. He was, he was scoring, you know, worldies and the matches and stuff. And all the kids obviously took to him. And all the kids wanted to be on Jack Ryder's team. He was just sort of that character. And from there on and in, obviously, me and his dad came really close and. Started coaching him then um, for three years every week, um, coming to me for coaching sessions. Um, we to do an hour session um, each week, um, and then from then, obviously, went on to play for teams. And when he was eight, um, he came, got picked up by Everton. They came calling for him, so it was sort of a um, a bittersweet for me um, because getting picked up was, was fantastic, and we made up for Jack and his family were over the moon, and all his teachers were and stuff. But for me, it was. I was made up that he'd obviously got signed, but I, I knew that then it was sort of the end for me in terms of coaching him week in, week out. And, you know, he didn't, he wasn't just a great kid, you know. He was one of them people who, who test you as a coach as well and, you know, improve you as a coach because he was that good. You have to think of things to, how, how can I make this kid better? How can yeah, I make him keep improving? So, you know, from there, he obviously went to Evan and we sort of lost contact a little bit then and, you know, the tragic, tragic, tragic circumstances. Um, last year, I heard a story. It was on Twitter that this boy had clapped the Prescott cables, and you just hear that name again. You hear Jack Ryden, and you think it can't be, it can't be that Jack Ryden. Surely can't. And then you delve deeper, and you know you find out he's a left back, and he's around eighteen, and he starts trying to do the sums, and you realise it, it is that that Jack Ryden, um, and it was just terrible, and obviously. He had a cardiac arrest while he was while he was playing football, um, and it turned out he had a, an undetected heart condition which he'd been playing with since you know came to me age five. Um, and obviously a few things happened after he'd collapsed, and by the time we'd got round to trying to save him, it was it was um, it was too late. No, so it's ma- massively tragic event there, and obviously what what happens to Jack, but. The event that you ran it a couple of weeks ago, from from what we know, um, as a group, it was massively successful, and, and the aim of it is to try and raise awareness yeah. uh, and try and get get all young athletes the the opportunity to be tested for this kind of these kind of heart yeah. defects. Well, with, with Cry, um, they've been setting up for a long time, and they they raise awareness for obviously trying to do it across the UK, and I've never heard of them before, and um, but we're trying to push it out as much as we can, and approximately twelve. 12 people a week across the UK die um, from a heart defect aged between 14 and 35. So that's over 500 people a year. It's a lot of people. And it's, it's too many. And you want to try and make a difference with, obviously, Jack's charity now is, is in the is in the wings in terms of getting set up with the Jack Ryan Foundation. And through that charity event the other, the other week, we raised, obviously, over £5,000. So... We can now, once we've chosen a venue, we can get a hundred young people screened. So That's fantastic. And you know, not only that, 
obviously by raising the awareness and obviously the tragic circumstance that happened to Jack, someone heard the story and this boy used to play with Jack and his mum found out and sent her son straight away to be screened because of what happened to Jack and it turns out he had the same condition. So Jack now has already saved one life. That's unbelievable, yeah. And that kid is now on medication. Um, so, you know, it's Jack Rand Foundation will he'll leave a legacy um, and hopefully, you know, the charity can help save more lives and reduce risk because, you know, no one really pays attention to anything until something tragic happens mm. to someone close and we don't want to, to be late with that. We want to raise awareness now so people can go and get screened. You know, with the money raised, we can send potentially 100 people to go and get screened for free of charge. And if you get one or two out of them, you've got a heart defect. That's two, another two lives saved. So that's what we're looking to do. And, you know, the charity matches fantastic success. We've got David Moyes down. As you see, Margaret Aspinall, who came down as well. And all the celebrities, Tony Bellew, Callum Smith, Liam Smith, um, Lee Trumbull. You know, there were so many that were involved. And for them to give their time was absolutely fantastic. And Mike Taylor as well, you know. It was unbelievable. But as I said, you know, this is just the start. And hopefully, you know, come this time next year, we could raise, you know, another twenty, thirty thousand. Hopefully, you know what, Callum, I've been really surprised how needed this is because um, who was the player at Bolton that collapsed on the pitch? Fabio Fawamba. Yeah, well, after Mwamba, the Italian player that died. Yeah. In Italy. Yeah, There was the incident in Spain as well. I I thought off the back of these huge, high-profile mm. incidents, this would get into the game really quick. This screening, but it doesn't seem to have been the case. No, and you think since the throughout. Obviously, the, the Vivian Fowey one and the, the Moan one, which was absolutely terrible. You know, you think more stuff would have been put in place, and, and it just it hasn't happened. And we want to try and make a difference. You think now players who are, you know, in high school now, playing week in, week out in the high school, playing week in, week out in grassroots level, at non league level. There will be people out there now who are going out to play football who've got a heart defect and don't know about it. And we need to get the message out there to, you know, somehow get screenings for as many people, as many teams as we can out there. That's it, and, and it's it's incredible how much money you raise on, on the night. Um, you know, the, the £5,000, like you said, is going to go a long way to, to getting that ball rolling. Anyone who's, who wants to sort of follow the foundation, they're on Twitter, at the Jack Ryder and F1. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Jack Ryder Foundation's on there. Cryer on there as well. Yeah. Um, follow Callum, at WF Analyst. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow, follow ourselves, we'll retweet everything. But fantastic way that yeah, you've done in such tragic yeah. circumstances. And so I'll just say on that as well, in terms of everyone involved, Pressure Cables have been absolutely fantastic. You know, he played for them and they've gone above and beyond. Um, the people involved there, Matt Lee, Joe, John Cullen, um, been unbelievable support. And they've done so much and they're going to keep on pushing and pushing this um, as much as they can to leave obviously a legacy for Jack and you know if you are listening you think you know I've got a business there you know we've got money there to throw into a charity you know feel free to you know throw it this way because you know at the end of the day you could save a life and you know that's what we need to do really going forward yeah mate 100% 100% fantastic brilliant brilliant and we'll be you know whatever we can do we'll be behind you like I said uh, whatever we can do for the charity really appreciate it yeah just, just let us know on a side note, how good was Belly? Did he play? Yeah, he was alright. Although someone clattered him in the first four minutes. <laughs> yeah, and stayed away from him for the rest of the game. <laughs>
But oh, yeah, wasn't, um, wasn't Liam, was it? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, he, you know, he played really well. To be honest, I think he came off awfully part, part way through because he played obviously on with that injury. But yeah, yeah. BB Smith can play. Yeah, he's all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah gets around yeah. the pitch. Um, else? Got man of the match. Leeds Thunder again, just pulled on it. Yeah, it's just some of the skills he was pulling off was just <laughs> ridiculous, you know. Even though he's about 16, so. <laughs> he's so good. But um, great left foot, yeah. top lad as well, and whatever. So um, yeah, it's a great game, and you know, it's over a thousand people there. You think as well. So you know, I think if the Liverpool game wasn't on, obviously playing on the field, they probably would have got two or three thousand or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, no, yeah. we'll um, be doing that again next year. So looking for um, some more. More big names for next year. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, I'll, I'll go and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good keeper. Lee's Lee's passing and Pete's got no knees, but I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely in, in for going and go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's you know, really, really so important way to start the show. Really important message there today. Uh, but we're going to look ahead and, and well, look ahead and look back at, at Everton um, and what was our final home game of the season against the Burnley side who. Lacking many areas for me, they being poor side. I think I don't like Burnley at all. But what 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 a way to end the season of course, something with another comfortable win and another clean sheet. Yeah, Pete, what do you think? Yeah, I thought we were brilliant. I thought we started the game really well, um, especially with that that little change around. I think it always throws the crowd, doesn't it, when we shoot toward the Gladys from yeah. kick off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you could tell from the off Burnley looked to frustrate us, make make it difficult, make it uncomfortable. But we got right at them, really aggressive. I think um, what was the goal about fifteen minutes, nineteen minutes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think it helped scoring fairly early as well. Um, everyone seemed to relax after the goal went in. It's the energy, wasn't it? It's the energy. The way we started the game, we've been crying for that Goodison all season, and it started the last few home games. Now you can see the players. You know, confidence is a great thing for us, isn't it? And you can see everyone wanted the ball. We were happy. We were happy. We basically won the game in those first 20, 25 yeah, minutes. You know what I mean? Um, if you look at you know City, who were a fantastic team, played them, albeit at their ground the other week, and they struggled to get you know to break to break them down, and that's to get everything goal line technology uh, goal in the end. But yeah, we we were straight after them, um, and you know let's have it right. They've been on quite a decent run themselves, haven't they? I think yeah. they've got some like what was it 12, 12 points from the last you look, look at where they were yeah. when we played them on Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. they they weren't doing particularly well. They they really struggled, and that yeah. was it. That was a turning point for them, though, wasn't it? When it we was, yeah, it was, yeah. but they had this hangover from the, the early start of the season, the European yeah. League qualification, which we, we'll touch on that shortly for ourselves. But, you know, that, that impacted there with them. But, yeah, the, the last sort of three, three four months, he really picked up, hadn't he, Bernie, and, and, and got punched. He, he went back to play and played last season, yeah. really set up the same way. Um, but they, they, came, they came to, to Goodison and... I'd like you say that first was a 20 25 minutes won us the game. Yeah. The, when we went two up, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna come back. Yeah. Um, but no, I say rem- reminiscent of like team across the park, isn't it? Who started under mile an hour? Stop it, mate. No, but it's true though, isn't it? The way they win the games in the first sort of 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and haven't noticed. I know they have. They have more recently, obviously not being quite like that. But certainly last season they were like that. When they were hammering teams three or four, and they left like half an hour. So look. Like we were saying off air, then Silva's got to take a lot of credit for getting the message across to the players. The balance now between attack and defence is perfect. I mean, Pickford came out himself and said, "I can't even." Can you remember the last time he's made a half decent save? I can't even. He's so well protected now, isn't he? Yeah. What well, do you mean? They had, they had one shot on target barely all game, yeah. and it's, it's been a bit of a pattern over the last few games where sides we've played at home, especially, have not particularly um, been attacking our goal very often. And Pickford, like you say, said mm. he hasn't had much to face, but that is down to what's in front of him. And how we set up, and and you know how players are playing playing that particular system. Yeah. What do you think? Man? I think 
you know, it's been a long time coming, and you said it's been a long time now, you know, Goodison needs to become a force again, doesn't it? It needs to become a horrible place to come. And I think at the beginning of the season, we were too nice in games and we didn't get our teams. And I think, you know, this game, obviously the Chelsea second half, the Arsenal game, we were fantastic. Yeah. And we got at these teams. And I think when Everton do that, they've got, they've got enough quality to do these teams. And that's what we've done the weekend, you know, we got straight after them from the off. We were energetic, we played we played quick, sharp passes and didn't really give them a chance to get let them set up because they would they set up obviously in a four four two um mid press and tried to obviously stop us playing through in central areas. But obviously we combated that by having Rich Allison and, and Bernard coming off the line to overload the central area so we could try and play um, pass it through their midfield, which worked worked really well. But I think that the emergence of, you know, a new Seamus Coleman now, you know, mm, yeah, everyone absolutely. sort of wrote him off, you know, begin when he came back from that injury and beginning of the season and stuff, and you know what, you know what you're going to get from Seamus Coleman, you're going to get work rate, work mm. rate and more work rate, mm. you know, and, yeah. you know, he's come back from a terrible injury and now he's playing absolutely fantastic and that back four, it's no surprise now that we're not conceding goals. He's proved a lot of people wrong, hasn't he? Yeah, 100% yeah. and he was always going to do that for me because he's just that, that type of character, he just doesn't, doesn't lie down, does he? And I think he and Zuma, for me, Key in the weekend was absolutely unreal. He's had ten aerial duels the weekend. He won nine of them, yeah. and he's playing against Wood as well. Yeah, well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know the battle there was fantastic. Zuma as well. You know I think they've got a real understanding now, and after the last few games, and for me, Zuma is, is a must sign player for me. I think. I I say, how key is it that we sign Kate Zuma? Because for me, yeah. I mean, when he when he you know early part of the season. Uh, going through to sort of December, January when we were, we were poor yeah. after that derby win um, and I wasn't I thought, I thought Zoom was our best centre half but we weren't playing particularly well no one was standing out no. I think since sort of January, February time I, I, I think he's indispensable I, I absolutely love the fella I, mm. I, I can't see us I can't see a better centre half out there of his age of his with the same attributes that we can bring I, th- I think with him as well is in terms of Everton we need leaders and we need players who are winners Mm. And I think Zuma fits into that. You look at that the Watford game, mm. we got beat away and you shoehorn Sigurdsson into play left side and yeah. we got beat one nil. You know, we got beat there. Zuma's absolutely so frustrated that we've got beat. He's down on his knees, he can't believe it, goes over, gives the referee loads, doesn't he? After he yeah, gets yeah, sent off, doesn't he? Yeah. But he's an absolute winner. Yeah. And they're the type of characters that we need going to next season. Mm. Um hundred percent. And you know, if we have that spine, you know, you know, Dean Coleman, Keane Zuma, and then obviously a performing Pickford, not one who starts you know rolling around and doing stupid kicks into the into the Gladys Street stand or whatever, um, and doing things to the fans. Obviously at Newcastle, you went there. You know we've got a, a solid back five, I think, there to work from and build from. It's just then other areas that we'll need to add to in the summer, I think. Yeah, I think the manager's comment afterwards when he was on Sky said exactly that, didn't he? He said the key is it's not just taking the team to the next level it's make sure we stay at this level Yeah. and the only way we can stay at this level is by trying to keep those players isn't yeah, it? Yeah. the last thing you want to do is lose a couple of those because for me although we've only seen snippets of him the Colombian lad he's not in the same category is he? no he's not in the same category at no. all I don't think I'll, I'll, um, have you been there? yeah He's one of my favourite players <laughs> this season, as you, as you know. You've been a bit harsh, but I, you know. I have been harsh. I think my, my opinion on Yerry Mina, the reason I've been harsh on him is he's coming after a decent World Cup. Obviously, we didn't see much of him last season at Barcelona. He didn't play a lot of games. One game he did play was in a way against Villarreal. We conceded about six goals in there or something in the game that he played in. Um, 
I think when you see him, he's such a he's a unit. He's got good he, similar to Zuma from those quick, but he's, he's a big lad. He's got all the makings of a good centre half, and he just lacks he lacks one of the key things for me, which is concentration. That's that's my thing with with centre halves. I think if Zuma goes, he's got to be the one that steps up to to replace Kurt Zuma. Mm. You know, he, injuries are a worry a little bit. Though, they they are. They, yeah. his, his, yeah, I mean, his, his feet are made of, of glass, aren't they? You know, he's he's constantly doing something to his foot, um, but. I think he's got the makings of a decent centre half. I know we've been harsh on him this season, but that's just because I want I want the kid to do well, and I think he can do well. But that concentration is 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 really key. But I would prefer us to sign Kerzuma because, like you said, then Callum Kerzuma and Michael Key in the partnership. There's it's it's no no um, you know strange things that happen that we could, we're now not conceding goals. Mm. They understand the system. Yeah. It's not a coincidence anymore that we are keeping these clean sheets, and and it's so key that we get him signed but it's so hard with this Chelsea transfer ban. I think with, with Nina though I've done a lot of analysis in the beginning of the season like the Watford game at home played Chelsea um, as well didn't he he played yeah, Bridge, yeah. yeah he played well in that game yeah, he, he played City away played City away didn't he um, and he'd only received the ball didn't he remember off the goal kick and mm. he smashed it right down the middle yeah, didn't he? Did, and then yeah, he, he gave it away scored. Yeah. but for me that was picked for 12 anyway but in terms of for me his positional sense isn't there for me. Mm-hmm. If you look at the goals, like when you look back and strip it back, he's at fault for so many goals. There's one there, it's just Sterling scores the header mm-hmm. in trigger three one, is it? And he's marking them when the ball's in the wide area. He makes two pa- he goes, goes back inside, comes back out, and he loses him. Yeah. He just he just forgets the match, but yeah, switches switches off. Yeah. And Sterling not doing anything, just walks into the box and it's a free head and he's like how can, how can that happen? He's not like he's done some mad dart and run. He's literally just stayed where he was and then ran forward two yards and, and means left him. He's just so, come on as well, hasn't he, I think, hasn't he, Sterling, as well? He's yeah, yeah. After yeah. two minutes, you know what I mean? So, for me, Zuma is, is, is the, one, the one to keep, but then again, you know, he spends a lot of money on, on Mina, so you're sort of, you're stuck there, aren't you? And obviously, then Gomez, you brought in, are we going to sign him? Um, obviously, I think we've got to. And Dean has obviously been fantastic. But, I don't know. I'd, the midfield one's going to be an interesting one because you know Garner's not probably not going to stay, mm. and for me he's been an absolute true professional. Me because he could have literally just found his tools. Once we said to him, "You're not going," he could have just stayed. Yeah, he said this the other week, didn't we, on yeah. the podcast? A lot of the players yeah. insulted. Got so, and you know what? I've heard through people who work at Finch found that he's meant to be like the top grafter. Him and Coleman in training just graft regardless. He's a hard worker and attitude. Yeah, attitude and yeah. the way that he played against United and, and the game again the night against Burnley, you know, unbelievable. Gives everything hundred and ten percent. And even when we scored against United, he's in there, isn't he? Yeah. Jumping on players yeah. and it means well, he was so much to him. for the second goal, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, Sigerson's goal. We discussed it last week, but I think you know Stagging coming in, taking Gomez's position, and he's obviously given Gay that sort of license, doesn't he, to say, look, I yeah. want you to get on the ball more and sort of be the bridge between Sigerson. Schneider, yeah. carry it, give it, and he's responsible for that goal. He wins it back, gives it, gets it back, gives it to, you know, to Sigurdsson, and the rest is obviously you know he scored from thirty-five yards. But that's exactly what I think he wants from Gay. Yeah. He's sort of taken that because the criticism last year when they had him and Schneider was that they both wanted to hold. Didn't they? the same thing. Didn't they? they both same wanted, to, yeah, they both yeah. wanted to sort of get it off the defence. And, and no like, one's really dry from it. Yeah, exactly. So as a result, the midfield was just static, wasn't it? And we yeah. weren't playing forward passes. And then now he's obviously you know Silva's clearly working on that side of his game, saying look. I believe you're technically good enough to sort of like literally, you know, almost be a box to box 
yeah. type, type midfielder. Do PSG yeah. sign anyone in his position in general? No, they're after Herrera, aren't they? Herrera's apparently a done deal, isn't it? But then United announced different analogy today to replace Herrera. So it's, I mean, it's. Also sniffing around with Charleston, aren't they? Yeah. 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 But, but as you said, yeah, obviously, Everton might have said to him, I don't know, you know, when he didn't go to PSG, listen, we'll revisit this in the summer. I, I think he's going to go, and it's a, it's, it's a real shame because he's been even better since January. Mm. He, he's played so well. Like you said, he, he's, a, he's a great professional. His head could have gone the other way. He couldn't have been, you know, might not have been bothered. I don't want to play. So, so other players would be sulking. He's just fantastic. And to try and find anyone else to replace him, is going to be a really, really difficult thing because no one does what he does. Kante, yeah, but Kante's not playing that at the moment in that yeah. particular position. No one does what he does as well as he does. No. That, it's as simple as that in the Premier League. Yeah. So to try and replace that, I know he's, th- I know he's is he 30 now, comes to 30. Yeah, same as Snyder. Yeah. 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 So, well, you know, look at Snyder. He, he seems to be a bit, bit reborn, doesn't he? Well, he's another player that's proved a lot of people wrong. He certainly proved me wrong because I thought his Everton yeah. career was over. <laughs> he was yeah. late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he downed his tools, didn't he? He did. But he wanted out, didn't he? I mean, it, it, he was going to China or something at one point. Yeah. Well, wasn't, yeah. wasn't it him and Morassi yeah. with the, the yeah, team yeah, who got too, kicked yeah. off the, uh, the training pitch that yeah. time and what have you? But, you know. Is well, he's it, French. But is it because though he's, he's he's now playing for the move in the transfer with transfer windows come up, is he now playing for the move? I, I don't know. But all, all I can really comment on is how well he has done yeah. since he's come back in against Cardiff when he first came back and he did well in the derby he yeah, did well. well. He's done since Gomez has been suspended, he's come back in. I, he was my man the match at the weekend. We've got a nice little French triangle going on there, haven't we? Yeah. Snyderland, <laughs> yeah. Zuma, Dean, yeah. on that left-hand side. I think it helps. I think it helps. You know, they're, they're all they're all friends on and off the pitch. And Garner as well. Garner yeah. speaks French, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. you know, Luke yeah. Dean put a sort on Instagram the other day about family and on the pitch when he was in the lap of honour. It was all them together with the, with the, the kids, the, yeah. the wives. and it's. I always say this about Everton. It's always about team spirit and about having a bond. We've always been like that. When that's broken and when there's problems, that's when on the pitch we've got problems. It's so important. And if the players are happy and if they've got friendships and they're close to players, it makes him so much easier. Yeah. But ask another one, Snyder, I think he probably does go in the summer as well. It's not just that, though. The really important thing to make there, you're right in terms of the bonding of the players, but also the relation. Compare that game, right, to Southampton last season, the last game of the season. I mean, you couldn't get any further apart, could you? Mm. Suddenly now you've got a connection between the fans. And, and the players, the players are responding to the fans. Fans are responding to the players. The atmosphere now, the last sort of half a dozen games, has been brilliant. That's the I, think, that, I yeah. think a lot of that though, a lot of the credit for me, got to Marco Silva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Marco yeah. Silva, yeah. in terms of the way that he is and the way that he speaks about the club, we've, we've missed that for so long. Yeah. You know, yeah. under Cumin and Allardyce, it was just there wasn't that connection between the fans. Mind you, I, I, I couldn't stand Cumin. Yeah, I couldn't stand them at all. Well, a lot, never, a lot never of never staff and the players apparently yeah. couldn't. Have, yeah. yeah. Well, like what what things I like the most about Marco Silva, it never feels like it's about him. Yeah. Even when we win, yeah. he talks about the team. Yeah. You know how well yeah. individual players have yeah. done. I think like whereas yeah. the likes of yeah. Allardyce or Cumin <laughs> yeah. would take credit for the performance. Oh. Yeah, I think the thing that was it Jimmy, Jimmy Martin said the other day it was like at some events about yeah, the yeah. fact he never liked Donald Coombe and never thought he was he was a good fit for Everton he said that, said that. yeah the other day the event so that, that tells you all that you need to know but no you're right there Marco Silva it's never about him no. even when we when we, we score yeah you'll celebrate big dumps yeah. up and, and all yeah. that which is what you want to see don't see all this yeah, the cameras from, are on me. Let's go yeah. to the Gladys season start giving it the uh, fist pumps three fist pumps while the cameras behind me yeah. I'm not nonsense it's about the team it's about, it's about the club 
and he's just a good fit, isn't he? And we've been we've been massive supporters of his, and even when we were going through a rough time when we started the podcast, mm. we were going through it a really rough time. Really in the lads, though. Yeah, and we and we all said just just give the man time. Let's have some stability off the pitch. It gives stability on the pitch. You can see he's trying to get his ideas across, and it's clicked, hasn't it? Mm. And like you said, Calendar, you've you've got to praise Marco Silva, and the relationship he's got with the players seems to be really. You can see the love fight for him, can't you? Yeah. You can just see it, and it's not it's not staged, is it? Mm. It's not like, come here, let me give you a headlock, let me give you, you know, it's all that, you know, like you said, the guy across the road. But um, he, he has to take massive credit, and, and hopefully, you know, going, I mean, he does get a bit of stick for maybe not being the most charismatic in press conference. I couldn't care. You no, know what I mean? No. Who cares? You know what I mean? As long as he's, you know, he's, you think where we were when we lost to Millwall, where the club was. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Literally, we that were on our arse. Yeah, we were. Time. And we he was under, even under a lot of pressure then. And we had that gap. We had that. It was straight after that game, international well, gap. Yeah, game. in the Wolves yeah. game, which you just mentioned. And that that international break, he's obviously he's done something, hasn't he? Or he's suddenly, you know, he's yeah, managed we, to work wonders. We always go back to that, that. That was the seventeen game break. Yeah. But it was so pivotal to our season, wasn't it? Because we're having that that downtime. Quite a few players remained at Finch Farm. They weren't away with with the international teams, and something happened. I don't know what it was, yeah. but some some kind of epiphany happened over those seventeen days because we came back a different team. And it's it, it's incredible really, but it all bodes well looking ahead now to the summer. Um, at, on the back of the the Burnley game, obviously we were knocking on the door of seventh, weren't we? Mm. Wolves got a fairly late winner against Fulham, which put a, put an end to our, us getting that potential European spot. Um, what what are you what are your thoughts on that in terms of what what it means for us over the course of the summer and going into, going into next season? In terms of Europe, yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think everyone thought that it'd be great to get in there but then again you've got to be realistic and think okay if we did get in could we cope mm. and you know you look at the substitutions from the weekend obviously it's going to change next season but our subs of the week against Burnley were Stefanberg, Davis, Luckman, Jagielka, Tosin, Walcott and Baines you know it's, there's not much there is there in terms of real quality you know Baines has been great for Jagielka they're all aging now so it's one of them I think probably a season too early maybe I'd probably rather give it the real push next season for that top six. But you know what? I think that top six, it's open next season. Yeah, you know? I really is. think it is. Think it is. You look at Liverpool City now, they're a million miles ahead of everyone else. They don't care what they're, they're, they're leaves above. You then got Spurs, who won the day at a different class. Mm. But they've lost 13 games. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They've lost 13 games, but they've only drawn one. So that's why yeah. they are where they are. So I think then Chelsea, Arsenal, United. All in terms of rebuilding, they're gonna Chelsea gonna lose Hazard. Yeah. So that's a massive player for them. They've got aging players. For me, some players aren't good enough. David Luiz and them, them, them kind of players. So they're rebuilding. Arsenal are so hit and miss. Yeah. They're terrible against us. We've beaten them. You know, these are teams next year who come to Goodison that you feel that you've got a chance against them. Yeah. Well, if we can make Goodison into an absolute fortress next season and improve our away record in terms of scoring more goals away, in terms of obviously the Palace game of the day when we've got like 95 shots and yeah, not yeah, scored and whatever, and over yeah. them games, I think top six is, is achievable. It's not a, an unrealistic thing. I really don't think it is, but I think we've got to buy the right players um, that fit in with the club's ethos and the manager's plans as well. And I think, like you said, the bond between the players is, is massive. You look at City. You look at Liverpool, they're so together. Mm. You know, they they're getting through games and getting them three points and then really tough games. Liverpool against Newcastle, that had been the free kick, that wasn't free kick. You know, City <laughs> City versus Burnley away. And you need big players. 
big candidates, yeah. but you need a big squad as well. And I think if we can get the right type of players in for next season, ones who want to be there long term, not ones who come in, so oh, I'm going to score 20 goals one season, I'm going to get off to go to Man United or whoever else. You know, I think we can, I think we can do it. I think your point there about the bench is spot on. There's no one that was on that bench against Burnley that's pushing for a starting place. No. No one on that bench mm. that's pushing anybody in that starting eleven uh, for their place. And I think that's what you need from a competitive bench. Yeah. If you want to be competitive in the league and in, in the Europa, or, dare I say, Champions League, we can try and push for those places. You've got to have two top players in every position yeah. in the count, don't you? You've yeah. got to. It's as simple as that. If you're, if you're bringing on... You said it the other day with Chelsea. If Pedro's not playing, William comes in. It. Yeah. You know, both of them two would get into the team. Arsenal, some weeks they don't start a Bamiyang. I know, mm-hmm. I know, and it's crazy. And he'd walk into probably every team in the league, wouldn't he? You know, so yeah. I mean, I, I do think you're right. I think it's probably come. It would have been probably a season too early, and it could have, you know, like Martinez, it could have hampered his league form next season. Yeah. We could have ended up in the bottom half, and he's under pressure for the league then. And if you get knocked out of the Europa, then in the quarters or something, is it a successful season? It's not, is it? So I, I do, the it, type it, it of competition it is doesn't lend yeah. itself to. You look yeah, at everyone who goes into it, obviously Chelsea and Arsenal are flying in it now, you yeah. know, get to the final. But it, for me, it's hampered their season. Yeah. It has really hampered it. You know, the games that you're having, the play Thursday, games Sunday, you know, travel and stuff yeah. and whatever. Teams don't do well in the league and Europa. People forget it's even longer than the Champions League. Oh, yeah. it's I, games? I know it's not as long as it was when it was uh, the UEFA Cup, yeah. but it's still a huge oh, yeah. competition. Are they relaunched in the third? Like a cup winners cup competition, I'm pretty sure they are. I think that's coming back in so many years, which is not a bad thing, is it? Mm. But they really need to, need to slim this down a bit this year. Yeah. League, it's far too big, and by having a fair competition in in the future, that should. And help even the that. teams that you play, yeah. Where you play, it was a Krasnodar. Krasnodar. Yeah, yeah. How far away was that? Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like a. It was like a twenty-five hour round trip. Where's Thomas Cook doing like? Yeah, 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 with a ticket and all that. Yeah, so well, no, it was. It's not not. It, I'm always an advocate for Everton being in Europe. Yeah, it's great for the fans, isn't it? I think it's it a really, it's a really good dig. It's great for the fans, and I wanted us to be in Europe. I like the idea of us being in Europe. Looking back now, we can't get it. I'm absolutely gutted. Not really. Mm. No, I, th- I think that. Bear in mind, last summer was a World Cup summer, mm. so you, we had a short and pre-season, yeah. especially with new signings coming in. Uh, yeah, 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 of course yeah, it, did. it did. Yeah, yeah. So not only Sam bring players in, he had to assess what he had. Yeah, and yeah. some players came back late. Well, yeah, he's done all that. Okay, he's done all that. brands, yeah. brands came in when they did. You know, as World Cup impacted, they had to assess. Yeah, who he wanted to bring in. So a lot of deals were delayed. That you know, going over to Barcelona with a couple of days to go to try and get the the Gary Bean and the Gomez deals. Mm. Was it a uh, contact day? Was on wasn't it? The interview for. Yeah. The Everton website yesterday saying it was just you know lot, really long day. There was a, a lawyer holding things up in, in Spain. He had to run a mile in his suit to try and get right. the to get to get things moving. He had wow. to do medicals over in Barcelona. You know, it was, it's it was a really real rush job to get players in. So not having the world obviously having the World Cup last year, this season now no European football in mid July. Mm. Having a full yeah. pre season with the players again. Hopefully early signings as well. Yeah, I think it's early more signings. so as well like in terms of getting the players out that we don't yeah. need. You yeah. know, he's getting with them. The wage bill at the moment to the club is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he's looking to obviously get rid of and then obviously then we can bring in players. You know, Schneiderlin, is he going to stay? Is he going to, is he going to go? But he's on 100 grand a week. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Walcott, 1,200 grand. Yeah. yeah. I think he'll stay, Walcott. Don't know yeah, why. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what happens. No, I, I do think you bang on. I, I think it could have been a poison chalice getting the Europa. Um, 
maybe it will hopefully allow us to sort of really kick on in the league next year. Because I agree with you, Colin. I think we can. Dare I say, not not just top six, but top four possibles even available. No, honestly, Ooh. mate, I read you. I read you. <laughs> but the right signings. Can you feel? Can you, can you imagine, right? If you have a twenty goal forward in that team, there. Uh, where we'd be in that league if we had a 20 goal forward in there now Listen, we've, we've, got, we've, we've got to approach it with, with positivity as, as Everton fans we always do you know, we, we go into every season with, with hope but I think like I said Chelsea can't buy up to now the transfer ban they, they, they can't buy so if Hazard goes yeah. they can't be replaced they have to see like they were no of course no, as you see ageing players think Luis has a contract this summer so we, he'll be gone I think either way potentially I'm going to stick with Savvy well that's that's it. Oh, hopefully they do because he, he doesn't like Kurt Zuma. So if we do stick with him, we get Kurt Zuma. Um, United, United are really in transition, aren't they? They are, but yeah, it's, it's how you, we know United have got can always recruit top level players because it's United. I don't. Mm. Know, someone said was it was it Neville uh, the other day was saying you know he's not sure United can attract the top players. Of course they can. Mm. It's my United, mm. so of course they can. They'll just pay what it takes. Yeah, it? that's it. Our, again, our, again, for me, that's not going to solve their problems because no. you look at Oli Oli Gunnarsson's record now since he's. I know it's been awful. Since I think it's two and eleven. I know two wins and eleven. You know, know. it depends so on again, stick with him, isn't it? They've had an absolute shocker since obviously Ferguson's obviously come to his, his end. They just threw money at it, yeah. threw money, and just got virtually nothing mm. back. You know, obviously Mourinho won a couple of things mm. and that, but obviously that didn't end well neither. So they've got. A lot of rebuilding today. It's always going to be a hard job, though, wasn't it, to follow someone who's been there for 20, was it 27 yeah. years, Ferguson, won what he won and made them the, the giant that they now are. Well, welcome um, to the real world, you know. Yeah, fans, no, it? It, you know it, it I mean, is, I yeah. all in school, you know, yeah. just winning absolutely everything, yeah. gloating every single time, you know what I mean, winning the treble, winning this, winning that. Yeah. It just used to drive you mad. Now, it's great to see them actually suffering a little yeah. bit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? The team that's basically struggling now to, to even get into, well, they're, they're not even in the Champions League now, are they? You can't get it, you yeah. can't get it. So, which is, which is it? Whether they're going through transition or not, you know, the, the Tottenham side, as we said, are hit and miss. Chelsea, it's a poor Chelsea side. If they can't topple those two sides, even with what they've got at there, you know, mm. they, they paid 80, what, 85 million pounds for Pogba, whatever it was for Lukaku. They, they spent big money on United over the last, last few Sanchez. years. Yeah. Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez. Yeah. He hasn't even played, has he? Oh. What's he scored about three goals for yeah. him with that? It's oh. just, it's just a, a bizarre situation. But if you look at the the Huddersfield game at the weekend and see the footage of Luke Shaw when he was just oh, yeah. when he was, he was jogging back, back. Yeah. you know what kind of attitude is that he looks about like he's about 20 stone yeah. he's put the weight on that he lost under Mourinho in the space of about two months you know and like a Romulan looks massive he does look he? huge doesn't he <laughs> you know and someone said he was better than Luca Dean you know it's just absolutely ridiculous <laughs> comments to make. Yeah. but the, 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 there is a lot of rebuilding ways to be done elsewhere have we got a chance to break into the top six Yes, of course we have. As long as we recruit the right player and keep hold of what we've got. I feel this is an interesting point. Do you think? Do you think Spurs are a bit of a blueprint? Because when I look yeah. back at three or four years ago, as in Spurs, when it <laughs> we're always buying yeah. for that sort of other European spot. Yeah. It wasn't the top six then, was it? It was called the top four or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now I think Spurs. I mean, it helps having Harry Kane coming through, doesn't it? But I mean, yeah. they've really gone on to that. They've recruited well since well ever since Pochettino really come in. They made the mistake almost what Koeman did with us, and he went out and spent all that money, the bail money on everyone. Yeah. Half of those guys didn't make it. Now, obviously, they've recruited well, and they've obviously got a, a decent side. And they've, well, they're in the semi finals of the Champions League, for God's sake. Spurs I mean? have always spent money, even before Pochettino. Look how many managers they've had, and some of the players yeah. that have come yeah, to like Van der Barts of this world and all this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I just think they're the model. If you look at them, and that's why I don't think. And when you when you you, you kind of gasped at them and said top four, why why should we go for the top four? 
With the right recruitment, I think we could do yeah, it. Yeah, I think, I think we should. The, the, the aim for next season for me is, is European qualification. I, uh, European qualification and a, a trophy. We, we've been dying for a trophy yeah. since 1995. Well, Bowman said it, didn't he? Yeah, any, yeah. any, any, you know, any, whether it's the League Cup, FA Cup, we need that, need that trophy. Well, of course we do. Um, but you, you, look at, you look at Tottenham and they, they are a blueprint really for, for me in terms of they've had stability and stability for me it breeds success it's, it's got to and a top coach yeah, yeah and, top and coach. I think I think Silver, Silver is a top coach you know all these these English pundits who, who said when he first came across to, to England with the Hull and he slated them um, what's he ever done they've got no idea they don't, they don't look at people's records mm. outside of England Mm. And that for me is a big thing. He's got a huge reputation for you know the players he's worked with in in a, in Portugal. He rates him very very highly. He's a very he's a very very talented coach. He just needs that backing, that support, which he hasn't had before mm. in England for me. You know he got brought in into Hull to, to try and keep them up. It was a real tough yeah, job. He did it. But he got but he got them he got them playing some artists and football, and he got some decent results. Watford, he started at the ground run, run with Watford, didn't he? You know, obviously, what happened there? Well, he was top four until we came. He wants to yeah. come to yeah. Everton, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but do you think? Do you think then with with Silver? I mean, was it Carragher that said? Was it Carragher that said that he, he could be our Pochettino? I think that's quite an accurate phrase. Well, I don't know. You yeah, brought yeah. this up before. I completely disagree with it. You don't think so? I do. I have really strong feelings about this. I think it's such a stupid comparison I really do yeah, but if because you look at what he's done at Spurs can, that, can we not emulate that with Everton? Everton aren't Tottenham and Marco Silva's Marco Silva no, 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 I know what you're saying but surely what Pochettino's managed to do to take break through the sky four as it was then can that can we not can Silva not be that guy for us to break, break in look how the much, press would love it wouldn't look they look how much money that. he's had I know he's had, yeah. he's had a lot of money but, I mean, but also that he, I think they've run out of legs a little bit even though they've got to the semi which is amazing I mean but if you look the way they played the other day I mean, the legs are well and truly gone, aren't they? They look absolutely shattered, didn't they? And that's them not recruiting, not just in the summer. They didn't sign anyone in January, did they? You know, they've had to have Lorente playing up front, and they've managed well, they, to get they, to the semi final. They brought you know, they Janssen back into the squad. I know. They've got a, uh, a squad yeah. number, actually. They're, they're paying for that now, aren't they? I mean, they've got yeah, a fantastic yeah. stadium. Great. And he bought Mora, didn't he? Because Mora, yeah. that, yeah. that was like the only sign that he'd done, wasn't it? Yeah. But I mean, but let's not forget Everton's philosophy. You know, yeah. Brands has come out and said, "What well, we're not looking to sign players over the age of what 24, 25 Yeah. You know, again, yeah. that's not the Spurs model. Spurs will just go out and spend a load of money. I mean, I know the last transfer window is a bit of an exception to the rule. Yeah. But you know, like said, you know, Vertonghen, if Alderweireld goes, which it looks like he will, they're just mm-hmm. going to go out and spend you know 40, well, 50, 60 million. Well, he's got 30 now as well. Top player, quality, top player, absolute top player. quality. But they'll go out and buy who they want. No, but what I'm saying is they've changed. When I think of Spurs, I look at some of the managers around, like you said. I think the best Spurs team I saw before this one was Harry Redknapp's one, wasn't it? Where they play really attacking footy. Yeah, yeah. They had Bale on one side, Lennon on the other. Defoe. They had Van der Vaart, who was a little magician in the middle. Defoe banging goals in. Keane, Keane, Berbatov. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they, were, they were decent, but they're always like. Like the famous team talk with Fig on it with Spurs, isn't it? Because they're always known that they were soft, weren't they? You really actually put it on them, they'll actually mm. buckle. But, but they've changed that perception now, haven't they? Mm. So that's what I'm trying to say is that I think we could potentially push into that top four. And that, if we can get in the Champions League, that changes the club's mentality. I'm not saying we couldn't do it, I'm just saying if we did it, it'd be the Everton way. Not, <laughs> yeah. not by using the Spurs model, because I, I just think. That's not how you do no, it. I know what you mean, but I just think there's little bits we can we can pick off there and look at the, how they've managed to do it. Cause they've done it in about what three years, 
Mm. You've managed to do it in about three years, getting from sort of Europa level to Champions League. I think I think it's going to be an interesting summer. It's now obviously no European football. It, it, it's going to give give the the manager Marcel Brands the 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 time to to get the right player. And I mean, they've already said they've identified the, the main targets. I'm sure there's a lot of work being done already to try and discussions with clubs to get these players in early. Uh, the sooner the better when it comes to, to recruitment, but the sooner the better when it comes to shipping the, the dead one out as well of the, of the Didn't club. Silver say that? He said that at the end of the game, didn't he? he said that. What did he say? He, didn't he say that? He said it's something like we've already identified. Oh, he, he said it a few weeks ago. They'll know their targets now, won't they? And it'll, 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 with, with brands now, everything's just hush-hush. No yeah. one knows anything yeah. about brands. Which is what it should be. Yeah. 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 So no one can poach our players or go for the last minute bids or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's exciting, it really is, and I just hope from obviously next season you're looking at a, a different, a be- better bench, mm-hmm. um, and obviously bringing in a probably 20, 20 um, goal a season striker. No disrespect to Carver Lewin, you know, I think he's going to be a great player in the future, but it might be one that he either shares game time or he goes on loan to another Premier mm-hmm. League team who comes up because I think he is a future Everton forward. I, I think he would get a game now. Based on his last 10 oh, games, yeah. there'll be a lot of clubs after him. Yeah, he suddenly said he's available. Yeah. Just a quick nod to Kieran Dow. Scored again at the weekend. Yeah, Sheffield yeah. United. He's yeah. had an unbelievable season there. Would you like him to stay on loan there and play in the Premier League? Yeah. I think I think, I think that, that's a perfect he needs, he needs, he needs to go on loan again and go in the Premier League because yeah. you know yourself that Championships are hard league to get out of but the, the golfing quality is just you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's massive isn't it you need to prove yourself in the Premier League then does it and then and then we go from there because there's no doubt it, the kid's got talent he's a technician isn't he? yeah. he's got great great left foot isn't he but yeah. at the moment with obviously with Sigton as a 10 there he's, he's never going to get a game so mm. you know to, to loan him out at a Premier League maybe a team who comes up maybe mm. um, and get his game time that way so he can mature and become a better player yeah, well, so, so speaking of Spurs then obviously it's that leads into Spurs match that last game of the season what's everyone's thoughts on that ブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジルはブラジル
No, I keep Snadley. Yeah, I think Snadley will keep his, yeah, yeah. Keep his spot. He deserves yeah. it, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think going yeah, away to yeah, the yeah, league yeah, as well, big, big pitch, um, I think would be daft probably to, to throw Gomez in. Whether that's so, so they don't, obviously, he doesn't have a good game and be trying to throw a little, little, yeah. little cheeky bit in there. But I, I go down there, because I am going down there, just put that in there again. <laughs> um, but now, we go down there, I think, with real high hopes of, of, of getting something from the game for me. You know, I think I think with that game, obviously we've long periods there, we've moved on off the ball. And I think what Snarland's proved is, is that he leads the game really well. You know, you look at the, the weekend there, he's completed the third most passes. Um eight out of eight tackles he's won. Mm. And nine ball recoveries as well. Well the most as well, so even more than in than Ghana. Got, so got any stats on forward passes? Forward <laughs> passes. Yeah, do you know what? Now that you say that, I'm gonna show you this map now. So 55 out of 59 completed and loads of them sideways passes loads of them yeah but that's what he does isn't but, but he keeps the ball yeah. so 55 out of 59 isn't bad at all 9 ball recovery is more than um, any other player on the pitch 8 out of 8 tackles won you know he just gave you that stability and to be fair in the final third he made 13 passes and completed 13 as well Yeah. so for me he was all over the place yeah. um, and he just gives you something a little bit more different and like Giving that feeling then to Garner was fantastic because yeah. he's so quick with yeah. the ball, he can just stride forward and, and obviously knowing then that Snadden then covers him behind him. Whereas in Gomez play, it's more Gomez that don't want to go forward and Garner yeah. then obviously sits in. Yeah. But at times this season, I know the, the Southampton game with Alison Mount, Gomez and Guy were just absolutely shocking. Yeah, they just yeah, they were yeah. both going forward. Yeah. And there's times you just playing through it with ease and stuff, so the communica- communication wasn't there. So I think the balance with them too. Um, game the weekend and obviously the man new game fantastic so it has to stay the same it does and I think you know the massive change for me in terms of our performances is mainly down to Richarlison going on the right you know yeah, yeah. I think that balance we've got now for me Richarlison was at best position is on the, on the left but with Richarlison right now Bernard left you've got a real strong team there because Walkoff for me didn't well, the game changed a bit. Yeah. The game changed as soon as he yeah. went off for Charleston. He it? doesn't. We he lost doesn't. that threat, didn't we? You know, that that, yeah. that press almost yeah. like on that side he'd gone. And I think with yeah. Charleston as well, he he's he's clever and he comes in off the line a bit more and he can do things in tight areas. But for yeah. me, Walcott, he sort of loses the ball and yeah. can combine as well as as Charleston can. Not just that with Coleman as well, isn't it? Coleman's yeah. not the same player either when Charleston's not there. No, either, and them two were fantastic again. Um, but obviously having Calvert Lewin was the focal point, you know. Bringing the likes of Sigurdsson, Bernard and Charles into the game, you know, Calvert-Lewin again involved in both goals again at the weekend. So, I'd stick with that team, mate, and leave Gomez on the bench. On, on yeah. Snyder, was that tackle by um, oh, that was Ashley Westwood on? Yeah, that was that terrible. Was shocking, that, wasn't it? That was poor, that, that wasn't was, it? That was VAR. But look, but look, look at the way Snyder was right up, though. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah. that saved the kid there from getting a red card, because it was it was a shocking yeah. tackle. I mean, the marks... He got over the, the ball there. Oh, it was the marks down his leg with... I mean, that's the reason he got booked as well, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't gonna book he, wasn't, he, he wasn't, yeah, wasn't going to book him at all, yeah, and then he saw his leg and he thought, I better do something here, but it was it was definitely a good card. But it, it well, Dice said that, didn't he? You see what Dice said? He said, you know, it's nice to see two players yeah, that are going to tackle him. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, so and, and, he's right to a point, no, he's Yeah, they, they both went in, but he's over the ball. It was, yeah, it was yeah, a terrible tackle. It's lovely, though, because if that goes into his knee, it's game over, isn't it? Yeah, but it just shows for me with Snyder, he's up for the fight, isn't he? And one thing, he's always been a little bit soft, I think, yeah. more than Snyder. He's always been a bit of a cultured centre midfielder, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was always, yeah, because his technique's so good, isn't it? Yeah, when he yeah. first came in, his, his, his range of passion was really, really good. 
But you look at him now, he's all almost moulded in, into that role where, yeah, he's breaking up play, mm. you know, the sideways pass, doing the easy things. That's now become his game a little bit, but to, to see him put his foot in, you know, obviously he was hurt, but he was up, wasn't mm. he? He was up, no, you know, no, way, no rolling around on the floor. Um, you mentioned the sideways passes, Pete. I think that's not as much of an issue now. I think it was highlighted more last season. We didn't have that creativity. Correct. Yeah. So therefore now, yeah. you know, give it, get it, give it, give it, it easy. sideways pass now to the Dean. Correct, yeah. You're happy days, you're in that. Yeah, well, so we had no movement, did we? No. Before, so we were just staying still. You know what, what I mean? What well, I will say, it's much quicker now yeah. under Marco Silva. Yeah. I mean, I know it's dangerous to compare managers, but I think a big criticism in the season under Martinez, by the first season, it was very, very slow very play. Yeah. You know, backwards, slow, yeah. backwards, slow. Just but still it. that you're yeah. moving the ball really quickly. Yeah. And if it's going side to side, yeah. it's transitioning across the pitch so that you can attack. And then we, there was a start the other day, I'm sure. You had, you had, we had 12 shots in the first 15, 20 minutes, wasn't it, against Palace? We had, but, yeah, 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 it wasn't yeah. something like, didn't it take some like 10 games in the round? In the Burning game, we had 10 in 23 minutes. Yeah. And it, it took um, so many games to have 10 shots on the Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Which, which well, that says it all, doesn't Let's it? not give that yeah. money any kind of, any kind of air time because you know, we know our feelings on Sam Allardyce. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's, it all bodes, bodes well. I mean, we'll, we'll go on to next season, obviously, when we we uh, on another week. But I just think that we can finish the season off really, really positively. We can see where the direction the team are trying to go in. We can see how, how we play. We can see our identity. A lot of praise for Marco Silva, mm. a lot of praise for the attitude of the players as well, because the players have, have reacted fantastically yeah. against some real, real top sides, and there'll be no fear going down there against Tottenham, none whatsoever. But a win there, imagine that, so you've beaten, we were accused of never beating the top five or six, Yeah. we'll have then essentially beaten three of them at home, yeah. and then beaten potentially another one away in the space and, of a month. And two against Liverpool. Yeah. You, you look yeah. at this now, form, form table in the last ten matches. Only City and Liverpool got better records than Everton. Wow. That says it all. So it? 20 points from 10 games, goal difference of plus 11. Um, Liverpool on 28, City obviously on 30, 10 out of 10. Leicester in fourth with 19 points. So we're finishing the season strong. Yeah. And I didn't really see any way back really from you know, that, that Wolves game that I went. You know, so then we had the, the cup defeat to Millwall. It was sort of, is this going to be early doors for, for Silver? But to be fair to me, you know, he works hard, he goes to last to the training ground, he's very meticulous from what he does and you know, he's, he's getting things right, hopefully. Well look, that, that stat says it all, that's pretty much nearly a third of the season we're in the top three. Yeah. I know other teams have had a bit of a... a but they were Leicester, they were Leicester done that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. They got yeah. relegated yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. had the former and kind of won the league the following season. Yeah, <laughs> I know, you imagine. No, it'd be interesting to see uh, how, he does, how he does take this into the following season I think the key would be like we said before keeping those players first and foremost shipping out some of the deadwood and hopefully I know you and I have talked about this Pete hopefully getting those signings in early innit? Mm. You know, we don't want to be that club but we've always been that club that we get everyone in on pretty much the last week or the last day yeah. if we can get them in way before pre-season I think I know that. I, yeah I get, the, I get that impression as well hopefully we can um, and then you know he's got a full summer then as he's to, to, co- to coach him I think he needs to to get the players bonded and yeah, everyone yeah. to know each other how each other plays because if you don't do that you've got first five six games of players yeah. haven't even played together or yeah, know exactly. each what each other's do so I think um, Fran's got a box off and I think I think they'll be fine yeah. who's going to start off the uh, predictions we're going to have guess start things off one I think Callum, one Callum. Callum. no well, I'm going to go 2-1 at him we're going to concede <laughs> 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 Penalty Lorente. 
A penalty they went to. Go on, who's going to score for us? Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. Mike. Mike likes to think he's top of this fictitious league. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortably top again. I'm, I'm so far ahead of you two. I don't know when we're going to win, but better get something uh, goals <laughs> to give me the end of the end of the season. But I think I think again, I think it's going to be an Everton win. Yeah. I'm going to go one 0 I'm going to go Gilfie Sigurdsson. Oh. Your stole it's all there. Your prediction as well, Peter. It's my prediction. Yeah, Sigurdsson's going to come back and haunt his old club. You can have a piece. You can have a yeah. copy of the leader. That's fine. No problem. <laughs> Bumpy, you're gonna go one nil. Well, it's been said. You normally break the goal down for us, Peter, and give us some uh, in-depth analysis yeah. before it even happens. Well, edge of the box side foot along the floor. Yeah, bottom corner. Static Luis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love the detail. Luis isn't playing me. <laughs> now I think I think it'll be um, I think it'll be a good game. I do think, depending on how they get on in the Champions League, yeah. are they are they only secured top four now, Spurs? Well, yeah, yeah. They, they eight, with, that, with the results of the league, eight, eight goals clear goal difference wise from Arsenal and three points ahead yeah, so it's not going to be it's not right. going to be a, a, a turn yeah. around there so really for them it's they've already got the Champions League yeah. season. so eight, 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 eight goal difference isn't it yeah, yeah. eight yeah. points three points ahead so unless Arsenal score no so arguably really. so it's a great opportunity for us to go there and get a result if we can finish the season the way we've Finished the last sort of ten games. That'd be absolutely brilliant. West Ham won there, didn't they? Yeah, they're awful. But um, I think it'll be. I reckon two 0 Two. I think they'll struggle to score without those players playing. I think they lack goals without those players playing. They showed that the weekend. I think it'll be two 0 I think Sigurdsson again will score. I think yeah, Richardson's showing a lot for at the minute as well. Yeah. I can see him nicking one at the back post. We'll set piece. That's not very often we we would all agree we're gonna go waste. A long throw, actually. <laughs> a long throw, <laughs> long throw. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very often we'd all agree we're gonna go waste the space and, and and win the game, but like we've all said, real, real good chance. You know, hopefully the, the stars align and we can finish this season off on a on a real positive note. But Callum, thanks a lot for coming down. Yeah, really, really yeah, appreciate it. Um some some good in depth analysis there, better than Pete's usual efforts anyway when he he, he comes up with his made-up stats <laughs> on a weekly on, basis. On <laughs> 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 well, no, really, really appreciate it. Um, so we'll catch up, listeners, next week. We're going to have a look back at Tottenham. Hopefully a win, uh, last game of the season. And we have a look at the season as a whole as well. So catch you next time. <laughs>